What's up, Insomniacs? Cameron here from Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. Gentle reminder, this show is available on the Bucket of Wind YouTube channel and Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. Subscribe today and join the Insomniac Army. On this episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep, Matt and I delve into the conflict between the DC Extended Universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Enjoy. This is Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. So I wanted to bring this up. Sure. This is something that I think has not been addressed in the media surrounding uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe versus the DC Extended Cinematic Universe. God, I I hate versus, but go ahead. Yeah, and no, but that's I, and the I'm going to get into that too. Uh, well, right. I fucking hate that's, that. I think and I, I'm sorry to curse right off the bat, but why does it have to be one versus the other? Why can't it be Wait. one or the other? I did. Yeah, I never said. And that's that media shade bias being cast down again to f the whole world against what's going on. <laughs> All right, and I have a problem with that yes. because what I don't like is. Oh, you have to like one or the other. No, I'm a Star Trek and a Star Wars fan. Bite me, and I can be a I can be a DC and a Marvel fan. To clarify, I never this is this was no. Not this about, is media shade. I media know bias. this is about and, the media. And for all you insomniacs out there, if you are listening, which I know you are, and I know you're following my Twitter feed, our Twitter feed, because I know I'm tweeting just about every other day, <laughs> and I'm tired of the media bias. They want to put one against the other. And they take a full-on, blown diarrhea crap all over. Well, the DC it makes universe. it makes an ex- exciting narrative when you have there two no giant narrative. studios vying for the public's attention. I but, get that, but everybody spends their money. The the, the box office grosses produce, and they show that there is no one or the other. I get that. I get that. But what I wanted to talk about today is why I think people are so much more critical. Of the DC films, not just the media bias. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about real people in public life because I honestly, no, I, agree with I this. don't believe it's an no. active decision no, by not. the public to knock. I know DC where you're going films. with this, and I totally agree. It's expectations Absolutely. versus reality. Absolutely. With Marvel, you have a lot of their properties that were not extremely popular no, before cares. movies were released. Who had all the issues of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Say, do you really expect that the common person to know who Rocket the Raccoon? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah. Even well, as for me, as a guy who really likes comics, I was like, come on. who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Nobody knows. I had only heard of them a couple of times. Any of them. So Marvel has all these new chances to win over their viewers, whereas... But you know how they're doing it? Great, write, great writing. Oh, great writing. I'm not taking great anything writing. away from Kevin Feige and everyone at Marvel. Everybody who's written a short on form. the other side of the coin, you have DC, which some of the most well-known characters oh, and, in and all of the pop culture zeitgeist. They examine every comma. Quotation mark. Even 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 e girls who Mm -hmm. pretend to like comics know everything about Batman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so you have this problem where people know your characters so well that you it's hard to take risks, it's hard to do like exciting things. Well, if you go outside the box, you get crucified for it. Exactly. Oh hell yeah. So when Snyder tried to try this weird interpretation of the characters. Genius known as Zack Snyder. Yes. Watchmen and 300 fame. Absolutely. But he tried to take these risks. And the thing is, people knew the characters so well, they had expectations going in. And then when it didn't meet up exactly with their expectations. Yeah, but nothing ever does. 
does. When you remember but things. But that's the thing. You, Stephen King suffered the same the, fate the, of of my uh, people literally worshipped his novels. The only, and when he made it into a movie, everybody hated it. Same thing. The only people, though, who were really like, oh my god, I have so many expectations for the Captain America, the first Captain America movie. No one had expectations. It was like, okay, this is a relatively new character to pop culture. Yeah. Especially because it was around the time where superhero movies were just starting to gain purchase. Like, who who, who was this deep fan of Iron Man? Did you see a nobody. bunch of guys walking around with Iron Man shirts before nobody. Robert Downey Jr.? Nobody. And Man? nobody liked Captain America either. And we were just talking about that <clears throat> minutes before this. The first time I saw the Captain America movie, I was like, eh, not yeah, that great. Of course it grew on you. Yeah, but... after the third time. Yeah. And then I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> but Come to be probably... In my top five favorite superheroes. So Marvel has this IP, this intellectual property that not a lot of people were uh, aware of, right? And then they combine that with great writing and the mastermind Kevin Feige. And sure. then you have this amazing thing. Where yeah. Well, it's be- it mean, it's become- I mean, it was a combination of three things. And I agree. One, they didn't know the characters. Two, they used great writing to define the characters. And you had an ultimate person in Kevin Feige creating the arc. The arc, exactly. And if you between all three with an arc, unknown characters, which means if they're an unknown character, I get to portray who they are and what they are. And if nobody's ever read them, I'm telling you the story for the first time. So guess what? You're going to like or dislike them based on what I'm telling you. And uh, whereas I feel like for DC, the fact that they didn't have an arc guy was a really big thing. They, they just are trying to find their art guy now. You know what? I, I was thinking about that. We've talked about the arc thing before. But you know what? And, and Necessarily, and started, DC might not need an arc. Is that where you're going with this? Because, well, I think their arcs have been all written out. In the comics. In the comics. And the problem is people have read their arcs to death. And it goes back to how well they know the characters. And we've talked about this numerous occasions and that if they would just translate the comics and just bring the comics to life, the fans would go. But, and the writing is already there, and then the other people would go. Yeah, we're DC Comics loyalists. We're like, oh my god, I've been reading these amazing stories. Over. Interesting Over. original interpretations written by like Jeff Johns, Frank Miller. If we see these stories adapted, we would literally – I'd be I'd – be, Exploding in the theater, I'd be like, "We've said it over and we've said it over and over and over again." But the problem is, crisis is too. Not only that, think about how you. I think you legitimately have to be insane to think you can make a good Batman movie that'll hold up under scrutiny because it's been so played out. We want to go back since the 1930s. Guys have been playing Batman on the screen, yeah. And then you're gonna trace that through. You have Burden, and you have the Cloonies, and then you have. Yeah, but those were too cartoony. Of course, we talked about that today on the ride home. You came up in in less than an hour. You brought to right life three new villains for three movies that I would I would have thought they were great. Now now one of them we'd have to discard because everybody saw Batman's Begins, which had Rajah Gul. Yeah, but. Who who were the other two you were talking um, about? Deathstroke and the other uh, Deathstroke and um, oh my god I completely oh um they could do a I was thinking they could do a serial killer concept film with Victor Zaz exactly or one of the other and like serial I killers Batman said, has addressed. I always said that I don't think they're portraying the master of fear the um was scarecrow the, scarecrow well enough I always thought it should have been played out more like a a a a, a James uh Juan Juan production dude okay so like actually, if you follow our actually frightening if you follow our Instagram feed um you actually brought this up that yeah. James Wan should come in 
on these other films. Yes, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, talk, talking like about that, doing a, to add a remake the, and, to add the fear factor. Oh my god! To and, just to, to just to let's let's just add the it to it, and that describes it all. And add the it to it. One of the best concepts around Batman as a character is fear and yeah. the role it plays. So if you brought in a guy like James Wan, I think they should almost take more of a Spawn approach, where some of the Spawn cartoons were legitimately scary. Yes. Like, why not do something like that? And but that I want to bring it back to, like, I think you have to be certifiable. to Like, it's going to take a guy who's a master, like Nolan, to take Batman and make it. Yeah, but you know what I found, though? We just finished watching Dunkirk. Yes. Literally, minutes before this podcast. We just the saw The man the is a genius. And if he did films, and some people were still critical of his Batman they're films. Gonna, they're going to crap all over everything exactly. ever produced. That's what I worry about. Well, he produced the Joker movie, and I mean... The Dark Knight, man. Killed the Joker for the cinematic it's, universe. It's the Joker. It Poor always Jared be Leto. known to me Poor as Jared. the Joker movie. It's not the Dark Knight. It's the Joker so movie. I feel so bad for Jared you Leto. You know? And that's probably in my top ten. It is not probably. It is in my top ten. Top ten movies of all time. Top ten, probably top three villains, but I'm talking about Heath Ledger Joker. Top three villains of all time. Just as a pure psychopath. Oh, now, yeah. And he changes his origin story every time he I meets somebody. The it was my father. It was. It, it was, was a, so true to the comics, on. yet so original in its delivery. A, makes his whole past this mystic thing because oh, first it was his dad. First it was this other. Then thing. it's his wife who yeah. got in uh, deep with the mobs. Uh, and uh, it just was fantastic. It's and that's so. They took all of the things he comic fans loved, and he adapted them to be like a realistic. Yeah, but to get back on point, okay, yeah. well, like I said, we came up with three. Actually, to have this, the serial killer aspect, the Deadshot aspect, and actually have a frightening movie. Yes. With Scarecrow, I mean, stop with the other stuff for a little while, guys. We're giving you three Batman movies that would that would easily gross a billion dollars. Yeah, so fuck, you, you, fucking arc. For you right now, you don't need to. Because you if you to. try to do an arc, you know what's going to happen. They're going to in the media shade, and man. the public oh, are going to engage in the Marvel DC battle oh, until the just, end of time. It's just horrible. And the thing is, you and have the, to think Marvel had a ten year head start, man. Yeah, but don't play catch up. Just do your thing. Exactly. Marvel just decided one day. You know what? We're just going to do. But this. you have DC fanboys who are demanding an arc in a series and get and, off of it. Get off. And of it's it, seriously, it's. But I don't think it's the. You think it's really the fanboys going I crazy? I think yeah. I think okay. here's okay. the thing. I think that Zack Snyder tried to do something original, and that as soon as um, uh, Man of Steel came out, there were so many dissenters, so many people who talked shit on that movie that when BVS came. That the public had already kind of seeped in there and affected the vision of that yeah. movie and caused it to be like a muddied... Changed it. Changed yeah, it. it was muddied. I would agree. It, it felt like too many cooks were in the kitchen. And then you have Justice League, which comes out, which is good, but reeks of the public changing that Every, shit. And everybody just wants to see Zack Snyder's movie now. Everybody oh, wants to see it. Oh, what was the one thing I said when I left? I was like, I want to see the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> I want to see the three-hour... They said it was going to be a three-hour Zack just give Snyder it, Just cut. give it to us all. There's stuff like they said glimpses of dark side were on the cutting floor. And the thing I just don't understand to this day is, I mean, the movie made money. Okay, if you follow our Twitter feed, I've proven it's made money. It made its money back, five hundred and seventy-three million dollars, three hundred dollar million budget. It hasn't even hit the holidays yet with all the different production, franchising. The movie's not even on sale yet, folks. It made money. I'm I'm gonna send a message out right now to all DC fans. If you want 
good quality live action movies, you need to take a step back and let creative yeah. people take the helm. Let people who are going to take chances make the movies. Well, and you know what's a perfect example of that? What? J.J. Abrams, Star Trek fans. Yes. You shit all over him. You made him run away and he now look, he's making Star Wars. Great movies. Not one. He made two. He did, when Star Trek came back, and then he did the Wrath of Kong, and you guys Into Darkness, you crapped all over him, and then we get Into Dark. Oh, we get we get that last movie Beyond, oh. which was a pile of abusive crap. to fans and a the public. motorcycle in space. All right, I'm sorry. It was so weak. I- you know what? And you chased off probably the Spielberg of our generation away from one of the best franchises in history. And now, and now JJ is finally saying, okay, you know what? You guys have shown some, some, uh, uh, interest. Quentin Tarantino. Now, now, now they're starting to do the right thing. And now Quentin Tarantino has thought about it, but he won't do a movie. That's not an R. Well, guess what? Paramount has not, has now permitted him to submit an R script. To that Star makes Trek. me so happy. And guess who, guess who said he's on board to produce it, to let him do it. JJ Abrams will produce Quentin Tarantino written, directed. So you know what? Everybody from Star Trek and DC just shut you're freaking. You mouth. need to bring in a guy like Tarantino. Give him creative domain and Run. let him make just a film. Let him do it. Just because when you good, have, bad, or indifferent, like we were saying before, when you have characters that are so well known from the DC, you need masterminds to make it new and sexy spin to fans. It. Spin it. You know, we've don't all, make them vomit out more of this. More of like the trying to conforming kind yeah. of insecure content that just just League was a good movie. I'm not taking that was, away from it. But you can tell it was. It reeked with insecurity. You know what? It, it doesn't reek from insecurity. It reeks from a three-piece suit behind a desk squishing his tie up against we his power protecting We want to appeal to the kids. Let's have a... <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a whole commission. And you can see there were three guys in suits trying to protect their jobs, you know, trying to go, how can we make this universe go? And here's the scary part. Those guys were already losing their jobs. And the problem is... I think those guys existed because the fans demanded Marvel. We want Marvel with DC characters. That's what well, they wanted. It, again, this is one of the bad parts about our day and age with social media. 30 years ago, the box office numbers would have just produced and they would have just kept cranking. Now the box office produces and people are still – scratching their heads. Still, people are getting fired. Everyone's freaking out. These guys were going to lose their jobs. Any one of us just – there will be a shakeup in the Warner's Brother DC Universe. No kidding. It was going to happen already. Get this straight. They okay? should have screened that with diehard fans. And diehard fans should have told them, look, go back. Do what you wanted to do. BVS made $800 million. I just told you that the latest Justice League movie made five hundred seventy-three, roughly one point four billion dollars. The two movies cost five fifty. Three times their budget between both movies. They're making money, folks. They're making money. All right. We don't need a suit. We need an artist. Exactly. Let them do their job. And that's that's all we we wanted to say. We because yeah. there's just been so much, so many articles, oh, so much crap. It's digging through IndieWire, Polygon, IGN, everyone. Screen Rant. I'm just I'm over it, and I love you guys. Don't you guys are amazing. Don't get me wrong. We I love your follow content. you constantly on social media. Thank you for the news. I live and die by it. But if you can just cut back on the shade, let the light in a little and bit, and fueling the fire between light the two fandoms. Bit. They do. They do. This is what Marvel would have done. Spicing, what, spicing. These yeah. are the five tips that would have made a decent. Movie more like a Marvel. <laughs> Guess what? You know what, folks? Fans paid to see both. They did. They did. And the movies made money. Let it go. 
Yes. I know you need an article. You know, write some light. Stop throwing the shade. It, there you go. I think that's the perfect ending to it. All right. You guys have heard our opinion. Go make your own minds up. Let us know in the comments down below. Like we said before, if you want to connect with us on social media, it's at CSWS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. We have one of the most active feeds. We're up all night to feed you that news, feed you our opinions. I think this is really interesting. Talking about the two universes. Not bad. Not bad at all. Good topic. (laughs) Meaty. See you guys. Bye. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.